Hallelujah. Woo, amen. <laughs> Africa. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew. You know that time when you just go up and you think you're going to start? Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 no. We got something else. Come on. Raise a hallelujah. Whoo, man, God is good. God is good, isn't he? Come on, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know it just seems like I'm saying thank you, Jesus, and I'm walking back and forth, but I'm really just, just making sure. No, Joe, I'm not going to ask you to come back up right quick. I'm just asking something else. So this is how we're going to start it off. And it's not a lot of people, so don't be, don't be uh, disrespectful. But who in here, yeah, we're going we're to start it off like this. Because Jesus is going to show you who he is in your healing. And then you know, you're going to know that his word, there's going to be people in here that are actually doubting. They're like, oh, are you sure? I don't know about this Jesus stuff. I Man, I believe in him, but I don't know if I believe in him, in him. I just believe in him. Who in here is having like hip pains and like a lower back pain? I know this sounds crazy, but um, your leg is going to grow out. And so, who, so if you're having a, a hip pains and you are, come on up here, young lady. Come on, Carrie. I won't call you young lady. You're my brother. <laughs> Come on. You're going to sit right up here. Yeah, scoot all the way back. There you go. Like all the way back to where like your ankles are just like all the way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Check that out. Come here, sweetie. And you're going to sit right up here next to him. And then you're going to come right and sit next to her. And scoot all the way back just like he is. Scoot all the way back. Just come on up. You go right here. Come on up. And you're going to go right here. You're going to come up here too? Long time? Long time what? Oh, dude, you ain't joking. I was stretching today and I was like, man, I don't want to say it, but I'm not as young as I used to be. When your thighs almost cramp up because you're stretching. Yeah. Golf is a physical activity, Becky. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Woo, glory. Another miracle. Whoop, that's all right. Check this out. I love this. Yep, another miracle. Another one's coming. Oh, yep. So all of them have short legs, one or the other. So you guys are just going to sit there for a bit. I know this, sound, this, this may look weird, it may whatever, and I don't, I don't really care what you think. And I mean that in the most respectful way. But what I do care about is God. And I care about what He told me. Okay? I, co- I care what He told me to do. And in that, matters way more than any of you. Because in that, willingness and obedience, working hand-to-hand, glorifies the King because they're going to get healed and their legs are going to grow out because of the anointing of God. Amen? then you can't sit there and say, I pulled on it. Right? Like, you, you just can't. You can't say that I, I, I like, 
I'm not a chiropractor. I don't even know what the right terminology would be, Joe. And so, um, you know, if I was a chiropractor, I'd have them roll over on their back and use like a popper thing. I forgot what they call that. A popper thing. That's the official term. Thank you, Mac. It's the official term. Hey, so, so as, as we continue to, to go down this road, and, and, and honestly, expect, expect that God's going to grow your leg out. It's going to happen. It's who He is. And you're going to feel it. And your, your hips are going to get, get better. Your leg's going to grow out. And it's just going to happen because it's who He is, right? Amen? You know, he, he reminded me of a story today that I, that I, that I lived. And, and that story was when I was a kid, we used to go to a place called the Malala River. And the Malala River was amazing. Probably not the safest place for kids to be, but awesome. And so in the summers in Oregon, we would go find the river. And it was about an hour drive away, 45 minutes away. And uh, we went to this one place, and we were all standing there. And you know, James, you get together with your boys, and it's like, well, that's okay, but that is better. That spot across the river is way better. The rocks are flat. There's a little more trees. But I don't know how we get all our coolers and towels and bags over there. And I don't know how we get all the girls over there. And I don't know how we get the skinny boys over there and the short freshmen. I don't know how we're going to do this because it was football guys. And so we found a way that we could walk over and, and carry the stuff. You know, not me, because I was like 150 pounds back then. Yeah, I was tiny. I was scrawny. So I would help other guys carry the stuff over. And, and we would get over, and it'd be amazing. Just this glorious flat rock you could lay down on, and you were away from the road, tucked away. There was shade by the trees. It was awesome. But if we would have never gone across the river, would it have been that good? We would have been next up to the road, cars driving by, annoying, loud. We probably would have been a distraction for him. But it took all of us. It took all of us to walk across that river. And it took all of us to sit there across the river and then hold out our hands to the, to the others that, that weren't so strong and pull them across. We had this little kid in our, in our high school named... Steve Vavarosky. Now, Steve Vavarosky had a growth problem. He had a, a, a pituitary gland problem. So he didn't actually grow. He stayed like five foot something. Little pistol of a dude, though. Varsity football, a little wide receiver. Nobody could guard him. He was annoying. He was like a little gnat. It's like, how do you guard a gnat? And, um, and he was a funny kid. But he literally would have drowned if we would have not helped him across the river. And, uh, and so it took all of us to carry him across the river. Right? And if we wouldn't have been there for one another, who knows? Maybe we would have never found that, that, the good spot. Maybe Vavroski would have <laughs> ended up wherever the Malala River ends up. I don't even know. We never cared that much where it ended up. We just cared about the swimming hole. <laughs> That's all we cared about. And so he reminded me of that story. And, and I started thinking about Joshua. In chapter 1, it just blows me away. It blows, this story blows me away in every aspect. 
And God commissions Joshua because Moses had died. And he says, he says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. That's in verse five, the ending of verse 5. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Hey, and if your leg grows out, like when your leg grows out while I'm preaching, it, you can just say, hey, Pastor Bill, I'm okay with being interrupted. It don't matter. Because here's the deal. I'm not being interrupted. God's being glorified. Right? What happened? longer, huh? That right leg's growing out, huh? That's insane. Jesus is so rad. Here, why don't you stand up and see, see how your hips are, bro? <laughs> Somebody said he had a bow leg. He knows my bow leg. <laughs> Horse rider. You look a little taller on one side. You look even. How you feel, man? Where at? Right there, huh? Your hip flexors? I tried stretching those today, too. It was, it was brutal. Watch. Thank you. Right now, ooh, whoa, healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Pain be gone. Healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How are you, Care? Feel now he's just marinating. He is marinating. He just said it. Are you healed though? Did you get? Did you just get healed? Definitely healed. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. You can go sit down. One out of six. Five left. Would it be fair to say that Jesus has a six shooter? I wish Layton was in the drums. <laughs> and so he, he's, he's talking to Joshua. Isn't that cool? God's talking to Joshua. Man, so cool when he talks to us. So he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. In verse 6 he says, be strong and of good courage. Man, it's so cool when God gives us positive words. He's like, hey man, be strong. Good courage. Hey, while you're going down range and when you're getting ready to go to battle, hey man, be strong. Let's go dominate. Let's go dominate the world. Everyone gets pumped up. Joshua's got to be feeling like a man. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore. Now that's another parable. When God starts telling you, hey, 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 you're going to divide up the land that I swore. Woo, you know something's good coming then because God is reminding you that he swore. Hey, let me tell you what my promise is. I'm about to tell you what my promise is. And he says, that I swore to their fathers to give them. Oh, only be strong and very courageous. Well, I can do that. I can be strong and courageous. I mean, that's not hard, is it, Mark? I can be strong and courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses has done. And he goes through that, right? And so at this point, Joshua's got to be thinking to himself, Ooh, I can do this. I can be strong and very courageous. I mean, I followed Moses. I can do this. God has anointed me. He, he told me, he commissioned me. God himself 
commissioned me to be strong and very courageous. I can do this. Anything the Lord tells me I can do, I can go do that without a doubt. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Ooh, man, he's reminding him again. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? He's reminding him. Have I not reminded you that he healed you already on the cross of Calvary? Just receive it. Just take it and say, I receive it. Right? He already told you. He already, what in the world? Did you, your, your legs, come on. Tell me how you feel. Testify. How you feeling? Ooh, she doing everything. They're awkward. How are they now? Better. Better. You can feel it. Well, no wonder why they're out. How do you do that? It's a girl thing? Man, whew. <laughs> My back almost went out watching her. I was like, whew. There goes the golf swing. Hey, you healed? I'm healed. God grew out your leg, didn't he? Thank you, Jesus. Four more. Look, what has God called you to do? What has He called you to do? Be strong and very courageous is what He's called you to do. In whatever thing He's called you to, He's called you to be strong and very courageous. Can we do that? Can we be strong and very courageous? Let's work on being strong and very courageous. But, he, but here's the deal. He said, be strong and, very, 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 be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, I I have read this. I've been stuck on literally chapter 1 for probably going on two months now. I can't get out of chapter 1. I I snuck over to chapter 3 a little bit today and then went back to chapter 1. And today, for the first time in, in close to two months, I saw something I hadn't seen yet. And you guys might have. Everyone loves the verses that says, man, I have not commanded you. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, he's called us to be strong. Good courage. Do not be afraid. Yeah, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be dismayed for the Lord your God is with me wherever I go. And all of a sudden I read that and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. He's telling Joshua, don't be afraid. And he's telling him, don't be dismayed. Why is he telling him that? Might be something coming up in Joshua's future. (laughs) Yo, son, some things are going to happen. I don't want to tell you what things are going to happen because if I tell you, you ain't going. You ain't going over that river. You ain't going to that swimming spot. Because if I tell you that there's some octopus in that river and maybe a bull shark, you might not go. You say shark to me, I ain't getting in the water. You You say sea turtle. I ain't getting in the water because I know something that eats a sea turtle. That's called a tiger shark. I don't swim with tiger sharks. So you say sea turtle, I say beach. (laughs) Snorkelers and scuba divers. God bless them. Unless there's going to be a cage around us. Then I'll do it. But I read this today and it was like, do not be afraid. Oh, don't be dismayed. Dismayed, I looked that word up. 
because I wanted to make sure what it meant. And I was like halfway right, Mickey. But there was an all above that I didn't see. And the part that blew my mind was one of the definitions that it spoke of was spiritless. Hey, Joshua, don't be afraid and also do not be spiritless for when you come against those problems. That changes things for me. It doesn't mean like, oh, dismayed. Hey, don't be kind of confused or put off. No, 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 don't be spiritless. See, he was a prophet. Can you imagine a prophet being told, hey, son, don't be spiritless? Because in those days, the, the Spirit of God was upon them. It was like, it was like, um, you know, it, was, it would be, it'd be like if the jacket was on me. The Spirit of God was on me. The Spirit, on me. So everywhere I walked, I could foresee. Everywhere I could walk, I mean, it was here. It was in front of my face all the time. I knew it. And somebody's leg just grew out. Which one was it? Which one, which one, which one leg just, just, just went matched? Ooh, man. Who's, whose was it? Anybody? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Spirit of God. Right there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Here, relax, man. Oh, you are. <laughs> Here, let Come on, man. I know, I get you, but let me ask you. Your, your foot was, your leg was probably the shortest out of everyone's. Yeah, huh? You saw, did you guys see that? You two saw that? You've had major problems. Was it not, was it not just taking it from Jesus? Was that the major problem? Yeah. Don't worry, we've all had that major problem. Let, let's get you down. How's that smile, man? You're beautiful. <laughs> how, how are you? You tell me. Pain gone? Lake? Come on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Grab my sword. Grab my sword. And so, so imagine that prophet sitting there and be like, gets to a situation and it's like, now all of a sudden he doesn't have the spirit on him. He has no direction. He has no foresight. In my mind, he's now blind. He's blind just like everybody else that walks the face of the earth except the kings of the time. Do not be dismayed. Let, let's, be, let's be committed in the covenant in which we have. Thank God Jesus Christ and Holy Ghost is in, in us. We can't, we can't just, we can't just easily, easily just set him down. He's in me. He's in me like a good steak. And if I feel a little low on steak, get me some more. He's in me. He's in us. That's the difference. We, we get to walk this face of the earth when he directs us and where to go and says, oh, I'm not being dismayed. I'm not being spiritless. No way. No way, no how. So he, he tells Joshua, man, he tells Joshua, come on, man. He tells Joshua, now I've told you what to do, what are you going to do with it? 
Notice Joshua didn't go to the people and command the people to do something before he was told what to do. Joshua didn't have a plan of his own. Joshua didn't look at at other prophets and say, oh, hey, well, that's what that prophet's doing. I'm going to do that. My forefathers before me did this. He didn't do that. He waited until God said, Joshua, you do this. And then he went and he commanded the people, the tribes, to do this. And he says, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess, take hold of the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And so he goes to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of, uh, whatever, of Manasseh. I haven't mastered a Hebrew language yet. Uh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest. In his very commandment of telling you what to go do, he's giving you rest. And he is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. What has God told you? What has God already showed you? What word has He given you on this side of the river? What's He told you? It's, It's totally different for each of us. But all the same. And you'll see where I'm going with this because God just gave me revelation that I had never seen before on the way here at Eagle and Pine. And those of you that know me well enough, Eagle and Pine is anointed. Eagle and Pine is the real place. I should just go there and pray and get it like that. Just stop at a red light. I don't even have to pray. Red lights are anointed. I don't know about that either, but... See the good in everything, right? <laughs> Philippians 4, 8. And so, uh, so he, he tells them, hey man, take rest in the land because it is yours on this side of the river. See, they hadn't even gone over and gotten it yet. But he's telling them, it, it is yours. I told you it was yours. I told you it was yours on this side. What has he told you that's yours on this side of the river? Man, when, I, when we were growing up, man, that swimming spot, the 15-foot cliff, the little 9-foot cliff, and the little 6-foot cliff, and the flat rock you could lay out on, I swear that was a gift from God. It, that was what he was promising us. But we had to go across it. But even on, the, even on this side of it, we knew it was ours. Ain't nobody else over there. Which should have told a bunch of young people, like, really, ain't nobody else over there? Probably not safe to cross but we crossed it anyways because it was a team of us. Arm in arm. How's your legs? Hip. Yeah? Did a Nancy Kerrigan? I did. Yeah? 
not a Tanya Harding. I grew up in the same town as Tanya Harding. I am sorry too. Oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a problem. Yeah, let's check this out. Huh? Come on. How you feeling? Ooh, you got your skiing legs on you. Right there. Come on. You're blessed. God bless you. God bless. Two more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And he says, but you shall pass before your brethren. This is important, y'all. He's telling him, but you shall pass before your brethren armed. All your mighty men of valor and help them. Now he's telling his, 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 his mighty men of valor that you're going to pass them, but you're going to help them. You're going to help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest in verse 15. Until the Lord has given your brethren rest, as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Not the Lord your God has given you or me, the Lord given them. Then you shall return to the land of your possessions and enjoy it. Then. See, guys, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in an awesome way. And sometimes I just don't know how to say it, but just to say it. So many of us are like consumed. Consumed with, what is God going to do with me? What's my calling? You know, we have an assignment in Life Bible College in second year that Pastor Doug teaches about uh, the ministry gifts. And... I despise when this class comes up. And some people laugh. It's an awesome class. It's a phenomenal class. I think everyone should take it. No, it's that good. But here's what happens. He assigns an assignment. He says, hey, you need to find each ministry gift of the fivefold ministry and assign a person and why you believe that with factual information about each office. Right? And so it never fails. Like, people have come up, like, they come up to every pastor. Pastor Doug, are you just a teacher? And Pastor Doug, I can guarantee you his answer is this. Well, that's one of my gifts. But I don't know. Well, wait, are you saying something else? Are you saying you're in another office? He's like, I don't know. I'm a pastor and a teacher. That's what I am right now. I've never heard him give the answer, but I can probably say that's the answer. Or pretty close. Pretty much. Pastor Bill, are you this? Dude, I don't know what I am. I'm obedient. <laughs> Pastor Bill, are you this? I, I, really? I have no clue. Like, I've been doing this obediently for a minute, and you think I know what I am? Like, give me a break. Like, Isaiah knew what he was for a long period of time, right? Like, Jesus was a carpenter for 30 years. 30 years. But everyone seems consumed. Well, what can I do? When's my ministry? Somebody's leg just grew out. Did you, did you, just so you guys know, we played a joke on, on the one gal right over here. We were up here, we, we were up here, when I say we, I mean like me and Jesus. Um, 
just so you guys don't think I'm speaking like in some weird third person. Um, I wasn't an English major. I was pointing, I'm like, our leg just grew out. And so, um, yeah. Ooh, how you doing? You're beautiful, by the way. Where are you from? I know where from. What, what country? Rwanda. Rwanda. Oh, my goodness. God bless you. How long have you? Oh, I love hearing the amen. Will you say that right here? Come on. This looks really weird. Go ahead and say amen. 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 Woo. Praise God. I love Rwanda. What? Look at that. Come on. They were, they were short when you got up here, huh? This, this one was, huh? And now it matches. God loves you. God bless you, sister. How, how's, your, how's, how's your hips feel? Ah, healed. Healed. Amen. Praise God. Amina. Amina. God is so cool. Ah, now, now so I don't know who you are. Maybe it's a bunch of us. You can't sit there and be like, oh, well, Pastor Bill was holding and pulling out their leg. Like I said, I snuck over to chapter 3 today. And the Lord said to Joshua in verse 7, This day I will begin to exalt him in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Notice this. Joshua didn't say, Now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. I'm going to call the newspapers and tell them what I've done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a shofar and blow it like I've never blown before and let everybody know that I'm the one that said in three days. In three days, we're going to go. He didn't do that. He did what God told him to do. And notice that nowhere in here thus far did Joshua sit back and be like, what's my calling? What am I going to do? God, what is it that you're going to have me do? He only knew two things. Be strong and very courageous. And then once God, this is, this is me reading into it. Once I believe he knew God, that God knew he was going to be strong and very courageous, then God said, hey, also, don't be afraid. Because you're about to pass through some stuff you ain't never seen before, son. I can't tell you what it is because you'll turn, you'll turn and run. God is not going to tell you everything. Even if you ask. And then, and then we, we as people, myself included, are like, why is he telling me? Why are you not telling me, God? I'm, I'm, you know I'm going to do it. And I've never thought about this until I just said that. His response is probably, then why haven't you done it? Then why haven't you done it? See, I'm, I fillet myself open in front of everyone. I don't care. I'm obedient, but sometimes I really want to know. Like, God, okay, when we go there, what are we really going to do? God, when we speak tonight and I preach about you, what's really going to happen? He didn't tell me everything. All he told me was that there's some people in here with some short legs. And to have them sit up there and he would heal them. The rest, me jumping off. Because that takes faith. Because he might have he said, hey, hey, Bill, guess what? You're going to sit them up there. And you're just going to preach. 
and then I'm going to heal him. And I probably would have been in my office today going, what? Well, you told us to lay our hands on on the sick and they shall recover. I know that verse. Right? But I tell you what, when he's telling you on the go, I'm like, okay, I'll listen. (laughs) Got another option. Ain't got another option. So then he goes on and on. And this is when it gets so good, I believe. In verse 13, And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, and the waters, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. And so it was. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. Here, let me read that again just so you guys can hear that. So it was. So it was referring to verse 13. When the people set off from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And then let's skip down to 17. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. Right when those, those priests with the Ark of the Covenant started getting in the water, the stream started trickling to a stop. The Ark of the Covenant. They were carrying it. And they stood in it. And in the midst of the river... They stood on dry ground. And then, God's people came and crossed through. And crossed through. They stood on the dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel covered over the dry ground until all the people had completely, not a little bit, had crossed completely over the Jordan. Amen? See, here, here's some things about this. This is, this is why it went so cool. Joshua just did some stuff so Moses did. You don't think God wants to prove who you are to the world? He wants to prove to the world who we are. Look, I don't know magic. I can't even do the thumb trick. We were, we were, I don't know who we were talking with. It was, it was some pastors. Pastor Mark does the thumb trick. I don't know how to do a thumb trick. And, and one of us, I'm not going to name names, Kyle, and um, one of us, where is he at? There he is. And uh, one, of, one of us, Kyle, says, you know, everybody above age 50 or something, he said some age group, knows how to do the thumb trick. But I don't know how to do the thumb trick. And I'm sitting at the table, I'm like, I think I know how. But as I just tried to do it, I realized I don't know how. I have no clue how to do that. And I'm not over 50, thank you, Jesus. Not yet. And so, so I have no clue why I shared that. <laughs> I'll admit, I think I was just touching my thumb and thought, I remember, this is funny. And so, um, and so as we were going, and as I was reading this story, I started realizing some, some things in the natural. Pastor's my pastor. This might get into some people's junk, and I'm sorry, but, but again, 
when Holy Spirit said, you're going to share this, I went, oh, Lord Jesus. But I believe it's for a reason. I believe it's so that we can be healthy. I believe it's so that we can be blessed. I believe it's so that you'll get your rest. Where is God telling us to go? And in the going, it's about helping others go where they're told to go. Come on, Life Church. This is this a big one. This is a big one. Well, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing this. And my ministry is this. And I'm called to this. Well, okay. You want to know what you should first start doing? Find some. Oh, glory to God. Find somebody and help them get to their place. And in them getting to their place, guess what? They'll get their rest. And when they get their rest, guess what happens to you? You get to go in and possess your land that God told you. No, 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 no. Did you, did you hear what I said? When you help someone else, we were made this way. We were made this way. We were made this way. When helping someone else go and possess their land. See, here it is. We're walking it out. Look, I have no clue what God has really told my wife and my family to do. I don't know. But what he has told me to do is be here and help Pastor Mark as best as I possibly can. And believe me, I learn every day of like what help means. I am not perfect in it, but by golly, I'm going to try harder and harder every day. And if I can help him get to his place, guess what naturally happens? And this is revelation I've been getting in two months. By me helping Pastor Mark, by me setting, setting something down, by me setting something down like, oh, what's my ministry? What's my ministry? What's my ministry? How can I get there? Set this down. I'm going to, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him. Hey, I want you to run the school. Oh, are you sure about that? I don't want, I hate school. I could show you my report cards from grade school and junior high and high school and you'd be like, he hated school. I love school. I love Life Bible College. I love the students of Life Bible College. I love the vision that God is giving Life Bible College. I love what Life Bible College is going to do to the world. By helping Pastor Mark, all of a sudden, I didn't even know I was supposed to do a school. I had no clue I even had a heart for school. <laughs> Jen's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to cheat off her. <laughs> In high school, huh? Yeah, it was called U.S. government. At least I remember the class. I wasn't saved. She saved me. Whew, thank goodness for, for scantrons. Scantrons. Easiest thing to see, chill it, cheat off of. You can just see this, the pattern. Oh, you guys are perfect, huh? You guys are all looking at me like, I Pastor Bill cheated. I was 16. Just know, Life Bible College students, I was watching. Ain't nobody cheated. And if you did, you were way better at it than me. <laughs> Cheating is all about how far your periphery vision can see. <laughs> me and Mac knows. <laughs> Without turning your head, you can't turn your head. Who are you helping? Who are you helping? 
The fastest way, I believe, to get to your vision and what God has shown you to do is help someone else. Now, now what happens to your life? Oh, rest. Rest, anointing, healings. Now I'm going to go a step further. What does it look like if a church, if a church starts helping people find where they're supposed to go? You see that? Hey, why do you take so many people on mission trips? It seems pretty difficult. Yeah, it's not the easiest to take a large group into another continent. But I tell you what, it's pretty rad watching people walk out their gifts and their callings. It's awesome. It is so cool. And then I get my rest. Ah, we haven't got our rest quite yet, have we? I'm not going to lie. But I will. When the missions department gets so big that we have a team. And we have, we have families everywhere in the country. Helping others get to where they go. Now get this. This was the revelation. Theirs was the River Jordan, right? And the Ark of the Covenant, the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant across the River Jordan. In the midst of it, the middle of it, the stream stops. They walk through on dry ground, right? Jesus carried that for us. When he sat there and prayed and sweated what appeared to be blood. Let me ask you, was he thinking about himself or was he thinking about you? He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. And because he did what he did for you, and he did what he did for me, he already crossed over into eternity. My eternity is Jordan. Your Jordan is eternity. That's a better way of saying it. Our Jordan is eternity. So on our way to eternity, Joe, who are you helping? I can't help but say it, but these two sisters right here got saved. Raise your hand. Actually, stand up real quick. This is so rad. These two sisters right here um, got saved on the same day in Portland, Oregon. I won't say the year. You're welcome. In Portland, Oregon, at a Billy Graham crusade. They got saved on the same day. And, and I swear they're sisters because God brought them back together here at Life Bible College. And they started talking to each other and said, oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. I got saved at a Billy Graham crusade in Portland. And they're like, I got saved at a Billy... And then they, you know, it, 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 they went out to coffee and argued about who, who raised their hand first and who saved longer, who's the older twin. And, uh, but praise God, so it, it brings me... It brings a smile to my face to see you guys sitting next to each other, man. How cool is that? But on our way to eternity, who are we helping? On your way to eternity, who are you inviting here? On your way to eternity, whose hips are getting healed? Or are you just worried about yourself? And I get it, it's okay, I'm not condemning you because I've been there. I'm like, God, what, what do you mean I'm called? What, I don't even know what called is. Hey, Bill, da 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 And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is she saying? And why is she saying it in front of like so many people? 
And he's called into the fivefold ministry, and I'm like, uh, research what fivefold ministry is. I don't even know what it was. I had no clue. I had to go home and like see what a fivefold ministry was. I'm like, I don't even know. Had no clue. Ange probably remembers that in Bible college. Jen remembers it. I don't know who else was in there first year and second year, but but who are we willing to help? Or is this all about me? Let's get rid of the me and watch when you get rid of the me and you start looking at, look, I'm going to eternity. Woo. I'm going to eternity and I'm going to, I'm going to get into the river that flows from the throne of God. I'm going to cross that river. Who am I helping? Who am I helping? Who am I helping? Who am I helping? Man, I want to look back someday in that time and look back I'm just saying, and be like, whoa, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Instead of getting there and being like, it's me! And God be like, yeah, I know. What could have been? What could have been? Look, as God is continuing to prepare this church and continue in preparing, He's going to prepare us. He's going to give us words that lift us up, and He's going to give us words that say, don't be afraid. Well, I'm so afraid to do this. I know, son. I know, but you can. I'm so afraid to go up to Pastor Bill and get my hip healed. I don't know what he's going to do. Some of you might have been nervous. I don't know, but it's nerve-wracking coming up to the front. It's nerve-wracking. What? Come on. How is it, Mama? (laughs) It is, man. I'm like, ugh. Golden? Hey, I don't know why, but hey, God loves you so much, man. Praise God. So I want to challenge all of us as we wrapped up tonight. Start praying from a different perspective of, God, can you show me how you see me helping others get to where they need to go? And God, I'll lay down whatever you ask me to lay down, but you've got to ask me. I can't do it on my own. But God, if you, if you tell me to do this, who am I helping? Like in the shower in the morning. Here's my shower song. I'm not going to sing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not singing it. My voice gone out. Here's my shower song that I pray. This is my prayer in the shower. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that I get to do whatever you call me to do today. I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm pretty excited. And can you wow me? And can you show me who I get to get to minister today? Can you show me who I get to love on today? And if I don't see it now, God, can, just, can you give me a little bit of window beforehand who that is so that I know? Or when I walk past them, can you tell me? God, whose life are we changing today? And I'm not making this up as I go. This is stuff I say every single day in the shower. 
It's not a long shower because I don't have to wash much hair, but it's a shower still nonetheless. You know what I'm saying, Paul? <laughs> not much up there, huh? Don't worry, Taylor. Yours is fading fast. <laughs> don't worry, Taylor's my good friend. I get to say that. Probably should buy him a lunch for that. But start praying that stuff, man. Jesus said, I want to, I see what the Father sees, and I speak only what the Father speaks. So that says if He can do it, and He told us greater things which we will do, then that means I can sit there and do the same thing. God, show me today whose life we're going to change so that you'll be glorified. And then let the question of what's my office, what's my calling, where am I headed, look, all of that will play out in the end. Michael Jordan wasn't worried about being the best basketball player that ever existed. He worked his tail off every single day and let the end tell the story. Okay? And just so you know, he is the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Not the greatest of all time, but I'll give that to Jesus. Jesus made him, right? If Jesus made Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player, one of the greatest basketball of all players, I'll, I'll be real. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. If Jesus made him from nothing and made him grow six to seven inches in, in one summer, what can he do with you? To glorify the king. Look, cross over the river tonight. In helping others, you will get your rest. Do not grow weary. We grow weary when we start thinking about ourselves too much. Our minds don't stop. Okay, I got this to do, 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 and an hour later you're, you're, you're awake. You will get your rest by helping others. That's what I'm seeing. That's what happened. Joshua spoke it out. And here's the other deal that, I, that he told me I had to say. I've been trying to delay it. If you read further down in, in chapter 1, around verses 16 to 19, the people came back to Joshua and said this. And this is super important for our, for our church and our pastor. They said to Joshua, Joshua, we will do whatever you say. We will heed whatever word you, you tell us, and we will follow that direction. Excuse me, we will follow that direction. Now, this is old school, Old Testament. This ain't today. And they go on to say, whoever doesn't do what you tell them to do, they'll die. This is, a, this is an amazing part of the story for, for our church and following a pastor. We follow him. We follow what God told him for this church. And if we don't, something's wrong. Remember, it's not about you, 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 you. It's what God told Pastor Mark to do for this community and beyond. And if you think for one second that God is going to tell me something, no joke, God ain't telling me something that he ain't already told Pastor Mark. He ain't. And if I start doing something outside of 
even if he, he kind of allows it, he's like, well, yeah, God bless his heart. Let, let, let Pastor Bill just kind of figure it out. That's because he's wise and he's gracious. And he's going to let me fall on my face so I learn. No, I'm saying, and I don't mean it in a bad way. He's going to let me learn. But I'm going to learn every day. It's like, hey, Pastor, what's your vision? Pastor, what's your vision for LBC? Here's mine. Does it match up with yours? If it doesn't, I need to match up with yours. What's your, what's your vision for mission? Here's my vision, but if it doesn't match your vision, I need to get rid of my vision and get your vision. I have to. If, if not, then I shouldn't be here. That's all I'm going to say. That's what God told me to share. I didn't, that's not a fun thing to share, but we're here to get into eternity. And I'm telling you, Pastor Mark is the real deal. Thank God he's not here right now because w- he would not enjoy me saying that about him in person. He's the real deal, man. He is a prayerful man of God. He is making, he texted me something this morning. He, he's, he went to Rama for a thing. And he texted me something about taking him to the airport. And I shared with my wife, I'm like, man, he's making me see things in a totally different light. I was just helping him out. And he said something that just blew my mind. He's a mighty man of God that we're following. This church is going places, man, that if we continue to be willing and obedient in the calling of God, which he has for us, I'm telling you, we're going to be, from, we're going to be in heaven one day going, wow, wow, wow. Because no joke, the, the saints that are there before right now are cheering us on going, come on, man, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Glory to God. Pass over the river. Help others. Help others. Help others. Help others. You could jump this all the way to Acts chapter 4. And, and why, did, why did thousands upon thousands upon thousands come into the church? They came because people were getting blessed beyond measure. And they're like, we got to go see what's happening over there. They ain't, they ain't poor. They're rich. Even the rich people were coming to see what the church was doing. And back then, they didn't have billboards. They didn't have radio stations. And hey, man, we should use everything we possibly can to get a hold of people. I'm not saying we shouldn't. All I'm saying is, what got them? Look, I'm telling you that I know that I know that I know. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. This house is a blessing. This house is a blessing from God. And when this house, whoo, glory to God. When this house is already in it. This house, meaning you, us, we, are already recognizing and being obedient and walking in the obedience and the blessings of God. Look, I'm here to tell you, oh man, I want to share some testimonies with you, but I can't. We've got to wrap this up. Jeez almighty. Look, in the matter of X amount of time, you want to know what? I know of four people getting blessed with cars. And when I say X amount of time, I don't mean like a year. I mean like in about four or five months. Four people getting blessed with cars. I don't think you heard what I said. Now, do you think those four people weren't praying for a car? No, they were praying for a car. Them walking blues, those are real. Siri. I was saying God's awesome. Siri. Siri needs to get saved too. This is a blessed house. 
I ain't ashamed to say it. Oh, do you believe in the prosperity message? Oh, you're darn right I do. Why do I believe in the prosperity message? Because if we ain't walking in it, how can we bless people? If we ain't walking in it, what's going to make the unsaved go, well, what's special about that house? No, bring them in and let them wonder. Bring them in and let them walk out with a couple thousand dollars when somebody walks up and says, I don't know why, but, but God told me to give you this. Look, the prosperity ain't about you. The prosperity is about them. The prosperity is about you blessing somebody else. The prosperity is about blessing 313 little African kids from ages 3 to 14 years old with a school being built. Yeah, a school being built that cost $50,000 and somebody was told by God, build their school. Look, I ain't ashamed to say it. Oh my, all they preach was money. No, we preach money, we preach blessings because it's in the Bible. It is the Word of God that we walk in abundance. Overflow. Overflow. Why do we walk in overflow? So that we can bless the world. So that we can go out of these doors into the communities and start walking the way Jesus told us to walk, Joe. Glory to God. And now we got 313 kids over in Africa. We got nine school teachers. And guess what's happening in the village? Revival. Revival. The schools being built ain't never wanted to be involved in a school. Jehovah Sneaky's funny. He's turning a village upside down for Jesus. Growing a church to five, six hundred people. Healing's happening every day. Kids getting food. Kids getting food. Come on, man. Come on, we're a house with feet and a house with a heart and a house with a heart of God. Let us set the streets on fire in Meridian, Idaho. Let us do it. Come on, what's holding us back? A river? They're made to be crossed. They're made to be crossed. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you're a mighty, mighty God. You're a mighty, mighty God. Holy Spirit, teach us and guide us to walk. Woo! With mighty feet. With anointing that flows from us that drips. That causes the streets of this treasure valley to sit back like in Acts chapter 4 and say, What's going on there? We got to go check it out. It's time to go check it out. People are walking out with cars. Not old raggedy cars. They're walking out with new cars. They're walking out healed. Walking out with six people sitting on a stage ain't getting touched and their, their legs grew out. Go tell the world. Go tell the world. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Look, I know Jesus isn't real to you yet, but he's real to me. You know why? He grew up my leg. I know he's not real to you yet, but he's going to be. Why? Because he's real to me now. Look, I'm going to just touch you. You don't even have to tell them. But man, when you touch and hug people, pray healing over them. When you shake people's hands, you know, you shake people's hands like this and you're just like, healed, thank you, Jesus. And you just keep walking. And then you'll start hearing praising or cry. You touch a little, oh, glory, I don't know what, ooh, ooh, down syndrome. Be gone in Jesus' name. You touch a little down syndrome child. You don't, you don't turn it into a spectacle. You don't turn, turn the, the moment into a spectacle, not it meaning the child. I'm saying the moment. 
You don't turn the moment into a spectacle and be like, Down syndrome, I pray to Jesus name come. No. Hey man, how you doing, beautiful? And then you walk away and you start hearing the mom cry. Heal. Heal. And guess what? This is the best part of it all. You're already on your way, so guess what? You don't need you don't even get the thank you, you don't even get the glory. The mom and Jesus are working it out. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what this church is called to. That's what this church is called to. That's what Christians are called to. Amen. Father God, let the weariness be gone. Right now, in Jesus' name, the weariness on the people of this family be gone in Jesus' name. Revitalize, resurge, Holy Spirit. Ah, refreshing across this congregation, across the people. Let us see how you see. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I know. Uh, thank you, Lord. Willing and obedient. Not just obedient, just willing and obedient. I'm going against something I teach in evangelism class. <laughs> I'm going against somebody yet what somebody else wrote in their book. It seemed good to teach in the last two years, but I think they're wrong. Hey, if, if there's people in here and, and, and so forth, if you want to get pregnant, you, you seem to be having a tough time getting pregnant. Uh, lie. Lie. I know, Ms. Jillian, it ain't you. What I should do, if you're having a tough time getting pregnant, come come have her lay her hands on you. It'll be the it'll be the next second coming of Jesus, man. Like anointed. No joke though. If you if you are having a difficult time getting pregnant, we see it all the time here. And and the Lord the Lord He told me that this afternoon, I'm like, oh, I put it up on a shelf and I'm like, I'll be obedient if you remind me. And he reminded me. We were almost leaving. <laughs> I've got to rework my whole teaching in lifestyle evangelism now. If you want to get pregnant, you've been having a tough time getting pregnant, come see me after, after service, okay? I don't want to make it uncomfortable for anybody. Just come see me after service um, and, and we will pray life. I was praying that in the, in the back green room, and today was life, 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 life. Amen? Amen.